I have a text line where I send out a free daily motivation text to everyone in my community every morning. If you want to get that text, text me at this number right now, 305-384-6894, 305-384-6894, straight to your phone, free, everyday, daily motivation. Send me a text right now. Most people hold other people to a higher standard than to which they hold themselves. Great all exceptional. Work on your game. I like the approach. Work on your fucking game. Everybody has relates to what Dre's saying in a different way. Work on your game. I like the way he thinks. Work on your fucking game. I like the frameworks that he's put together. Work on your game. And I would highly recommend it to anybody that's trying to work on their game. Work on your fucking game. I think it's a good approach. It's a different approach, too. Hey, you, work on your game. Gave me something really good. Work on your game. Trailday.com. And his philosophy makes a lot of sense. Not only work on your game, perfect your craft. Work on your game. He knows how to communicate in such a fabulous way. I can't say it enough. Work on your game. For all listeners of the show, I got to make sure you understand what the next step is and what the next level is in working with me in this work on your game universe that I've built. This podcast is not the last step. This is only the first step. The next step for you is to join me in my bulletproof mastermind and then my third day mastermind at workonyourgameuniversity.com. Let me tell you specifically what we work on. And those are both my group and my individual masterminds. First of all, we got to work on mindset. The biggest challenge that many people have, many of you who are listening right now, that is holding you back from the success and the outcomes that you want is not your tactics, is not the strategies you're using, is not a certain app or a certain process or any of that stuff that you think is the problem. The biggest challenge is your mindset because your mindset is what keeps you from seeing what you need to see and thusly doing what you need to do. And that's why you're not being who you need to be. So the biggest thing we work on in all of my mastermind programs, whether you're working in my group mastermind or my one-on-one is we got to work on your mindset and your mentality and your approach. Once we get that down as the foundation on top of that, then we're going to build the strategies. Strategies are what exactly do I do? How exactly do I do it? Then there's the accountability, not only the accountability for you and making sure you're getting things done, but also the accountability of the process, making sure that the process is an accurate formula that is actually getting you to the outcomes that you want so that we can measure the results and how far you're getting or how far away you are. Then there's the execution and making sure that you're doing the same things the same way every time, following the disciplines and following the processes. You can join my masterminds and start working with me directly. This is the very next step. If you're listening to this show and you're ready to go to the next level, the next step is to go to workonyourgameuniversity.com. You can join my group, Bulletproof Mastermind, or you can sign up for a call by clicking the link that says one-on-one coaching and sign up for a call with me and we can talk about working one-on-one in my third day mastermind. That again is at workonyourgameuniversity.com to work with me directly. That is the next step here. Mindset, strategy, accountability, execution, workonyourgameuniversity.com. My next Work On Your Game live event will be taking place May 5th and 6th, 2022. And this is going to be a virtual event, Thursday and Friday, full day events. And this is specifically for the thought leaders, personal brand builders, and entrepreneurs who want to build your brand, build your business, and you want to finally go full-time in your business to where you're at least making enough money to cover your expenses and pay your bills so that you can quit your job and do your thing, your entrepreneurial thing, 
full-time. So this is specifically for those of you who are writing books, selling coaching, selling any type of training, you're selling courses, you're doing workshops, you're doing speaking gigs, live seminars, podcasting, and you want to start making a full-time income from that thing so you can stop doing all the other things and just do your thing full-time and you know the clock is ticking on you, this next Work On Your Game Live is the event for you. So I want you to go to workonyourgame.live. Notice that link, workonyourgame.live. And there you can see the details. This is going to be a two-day event. We're on day one. We're going to cover mindset and strategy. As you all know, the foundation of everything I do, we got to start with the mindset and the strategy so that you know you're working off of accurate formulas that actually work. What are you doing in entrepreneurship? What business are you actually in? What are your frameworks in place? Who are you trying to sell to? Who is your target client? What exactly are you giving them? We're going to cover all of that on day one in addition to more things. And on day two is application and execution. We're going to talk about putting together your offers. When you're putting yourself out there to the world, how do you put it out in such a way that gets people actually excited about buying what you're selling? How being prolific and putting your name and your brand and your mind and your ideas out there to the world is one of the biggest things you can do to make sure you're consistently generating new leads. In other words, new people who are knowing about what you're offering and excited about getting it. How to name your price. Any of you who's having challenges with pricing and money and getting money out of people, I know exactly why you're having those challenges and we will solve them on day two of working your game live. We're going to talk about the human capital you have in place, meaning the tools and skills, the intangibles that you have in place, what you need to develop and what you need to go get from someone else. We're going to talk codifying your knowledge. How do you take the knowledge that is in your head, get it on paper, so to speak, so that you can actually transfer it and sell it to other people in a systemic way? We're going to talk about how you're making money because money is one of the biggest challenges for entrepreneurs here. And that's really one of the main outcomes that we want to get here is that you're making the kind of money that you want to make. You no longer have challenges with selling your products and you're no longer holding yourself back with your own negative money mindsets. All of that's going to be covered on day two, which is application and execution. So what I want you to do right now is go to workonyourgame.live. That's workonyourgame.live, L-I-V-E. Get your ticket for this two-day virtual event. That's a Thursday and a Friday. If you can't make it either day, we will have a replay available for everyone who has a ticket. That is going to be May 5th and 6th. I'm covering two full days, mindset and strategy on day one, application and execution on day two. This is specifically for the thought leaders, the brand builders, the coaches, the speakers, the book writers, the seminar deliverers, the speakers, all of you out there who want to make a full-time living from your intellectual property. That is the knowledge that is in your head. You want to turn into products and services that people can pay you for, and you want to do it full-time, but you're not quite there yet. I'm going to help you get there. I know the formulas. I know the systems. I have the process. You join me at workonyourgame.live. I will see you in May, and let's get to getting this money. Workonyourgame.live. You're now tuned into the show where you learn the discipline to show up day after day to do the work, the confidence to put yourself out there boldly and authentically, and the mental toughness to continue showing up, doing the work, putting yourself out there, even when the success you've expected to achieve is yet to be achieved. And on top of all this, you get a huge dose of personal initiative. That is the go-getter energy that moves any one of us, including yourself, to go and make things happen instead of waiting for things to happen. And then we put all this together into a series of frameworks, approaches, insights, strategies, and techniques all underneath the umbrella of one unifying philosophy that is called Let's all say it at the same time. Work on your game. My name is Dre Baldwin, also known as Dre All Day, and welcome to the show. And today's topic, today we are talking about accountability and why accountability is the double-edged sword. Now, accountability itself is not just about what you push out to others, but it's also about what you are willing to take in yourself. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, before we do, though, let me tell everybody, I have a daily motivation text. If you didn't know, you should know. But if you didn't know, now you know. 
Every day I send out a daily motivation text message right to your phone, just like any other text message. I will send it to you free of charge. All you got to do to receive this text message is text me at my number. Here's the number. So grab your phone. You already got your phone in your hand right now. So just text this number since you're already holding your phone. It's 305-384-6894. When you send a text to that number, you'll be confirmed and in my text community. And every day when I send out my daily motivation text, guess what? You are going to receive it along with everybody else who is already receiving it. And if you ask some of your friends or you follow me on Instagram or on Facebook, you'll see. Or you get my emails, you'll see. I'll show you the screenshots of people texting me back and telling me how much they're enjoying, how much value they're getting from those daily motivation texts. And listen, check this out, y'all. If I can give you a 20, 30 minute episode of this show every single day, which I have been doing since 2016. All right. How well do you think I can give you a one or two sentence text message every day? I mean, let's just be honest about the situation. And the text that I send out is better than some people's whole podcast episodes. If we're going to be honest about the situation, which I'm willing to do. So anyway, text me at my number 305-384-6894 and you'll get my daily motivation every day. Now, let's get into the full game that you get every day for free right here in this show. Now, accountability being a double-edged sword. I heard this guy named Dave Shannon. He was talking about this. I heard him say this. I heard him actually use this analogy that accountability is a double-edged sword and it immediately connected with me. The message resonated with me. So I took that concept, the sentence that I just gave you as the title of this episode and expanded on it. and that's what we're going to talk about here today. So I'm going to expand on it. He made it a hot line. I'm going to make it a hot song. So I took that concept and I made it into a whole episode that we're going to get into here today. Now, before we do that, let me tell you some episodes where I've talked about accountability in the past here on the show. Because as a matter of fact, inside my Bulletproof Mastermind and just anybody I work with directly in any of my coaching programs, when I ask people, what's the number one thing that I could help you with? Because you know, all of us need help with something in life. But number one thing that people look to me for help with is something around that concept of accountability or is something around the strategy of how they're doing their business or just making sure that they're executing on that accountability and on that strategy. But I talked about the question of if you are accountability resistant back in episode 1950. Also in episode 1884, I talked about black self-accountability because we know back in the summer of 2020, there was a whole lot of conversation about uh, what has happened with certain people of certain races and ethnicities in this country and who was to blame and who was doing wrong and who was doing right. And one of the things that I talked about that was probably off the beaten path of what you heard from a lot of people, especially people like me, was that, wait a minute, are we even holding ourselves accountable for the things that we are doing, let alone before we point fingers at anybody else, how much accountability are we giving to ourselves? That was in episode 1884. In episode number 1793, I taught holding yourself and others accountable without beating yourself up. So accountability is not just about pointing fingers at people and just beating them down by telling them about their mistakes. There's a art to holding people accountable, an art that I feel like I'm pretty damn good at, which is why people come to me asking about accountability. Episode 1385, earning your right to hold people accountable. Just because you can point out something that somebody else did wrong does not mean you have the right to hold them accountable, even though many people incorrectly believe that they do. They don't. In episode 765, we talked about closing your accountability gaps. I covered accountability gaps also in my book, Work On Your Game, which you can see right here over my shoulder. Let me grab a copy. Y'all can see the spine, but let me grab a copy so you can see the front of the book. If you do not have this book right here, the entire Work On Your Game framework is laid out here in this book. And there's an entire system of the Work On Your Game process that for the business side, we covered that in the Work On Your Game system manual, which is in this book right here, I'm just grabbing a copy. For those of you who are listening to audio, you can't see me. But if you're watching the video, I'm grabbing a copy 
this is the work on your game system man this is specifically for people to apply this to your business and to you know anything you're doing professionally it doesn't have you don't have to own a business it could be something you do professionally and in my book work on your game this book right here this is where i lay out the entire work on your game philosophy which can be applied to anyone in any aspect of life so we got systems upon systems out here and we're making even more systems as we speak as a matter of fact so we talked about accountability as you can see or as you can hear also I talked about how to hold yourself accountable even when it's just you by yourself that was in episode 688 so as you can see and as you can hear we talk about accountability a lot here at work on your game and one of the reasons why we talk about it a lot is not because accountability is specifically proprietary to the work on your game philosophy but because success requires accountability every successful person you know they have some type of mechanism in place that allows them to be successful at least in the areas in which you know about their success so that they stay accountable whether that's staying physically fit whether it's how they handle their money and their business how they're performing at work you know whatever they're doing anyone who is consistently successful there is a consistent system for accountability that keeps them in check why because human beings the second law of thermodynamic states, we all are always moving towards a state of entropy, which means a state of increased chaos. And this is why, because this is just the natural order of things, this is literally science. And this is not the kind of science that's being questioned, at least it's not as of today, but that can change. We all know that all systems that are that exist in the universe are always moving closer and closer towards a state of entropy, which is a state of chaos. And that's what accountability does. It basically counteracts that chaos. It counteracts the natural direction that things go so that we can you know, stay keeping things in order as much as we possibly can it's for a basic definition of what I mean here. But let's get into our points. The topic again today is accountability being a double-edged sword. Point number one, blaming, accusation, and demonizing. These are things that if you spend any time on social media, if you spend any time talking to your friends, depending on who your friends are, you probably hear a lot of this. And let's be honest, you probably partake in a good amount of this. I mean, again, don't feel bad about it, but let's be honest. Any form of attacking, um, when you're blaming somebody, you're attacking them by putting all the onus for whatever occurred on them. When you're accusing somebody, you're attacking them. When you are demonizing a person, in other words, you are making that person, or at least you're trying to make that person look bad, either in their own eyes or in the eyes of the public, whoever the public may be. All of those are forms of attack. And I'm not saying that attacking is necessarily wrong, but when you're attacking somebody by doing these things, that's a what we call a single-edged sword. A single-edged sword is kind of like the swords that you are probably familiar with. A single-edged sword means you can hold it by the handle on this end, and just holding it doesn't do anything to you. It's kind of like you're holding a knife, a steak knife or a butter knife. When you hold the knife, there's one end of the knife that is sharp, and that's the part that does all the cutting, right? And then there's the other end of the knife that's blunt, and that's the part that you hold it by. So while you're doing all the cutting and cutting up your food and cutting the butter and all of that stuff, you're not getting cut yourself while holding that end of the blade. That's a single-edged sword. There's one edge on this end, but there's no edge on that end. That's a single-edged sword of blaming. When you can be able to cut other people while remaining safe yourself. So whenever you're blaming, accusing, or demonizing another person, again, you can do all the cutting that you want, all the attacking that you want, but you don't get hurt. Pointing out the flaws in other people, condemning them for their wrongdoings, moralizing and wagging your finger at someone from your anointed space, or at least you think you're in an anointed space, these are all single-edged swords. You attack while, while remaining safe. Accountability, on the other hand, or any form of self-ownership, responsibility, personal responsibility, these are double-edged swords. And the difference between the single-edged sword and the double-edged sword, from the analogy that I just gave you, the double-edged sword, every time you cut on another person, 
for something that they did or did not do. Anytime you blame them, anytime you put something in their laps, now you got to hold yourself to that exact same standard. Now something gets put in your lap. Now you get blamed. Now you get attacked. Now you get cut. Every single time you cut someone else, you get cut. So what this means is with that double-edged sword, you can hold others to a certain standard. That's fine if that's what you want to do. But at the same time, whatever standard you hold others to, you also must be held to. This is why things like cancel culture have become so popular in our world. It's not because of you know, social media or anything like that. We talked about cancel culture in episode 1755. I told you the scary truth about cancel culture. The reason that cancel culture is so popular is because canceling someone is a single-edged sword. It's a way of you pointing out that someone else is wrong and performing some form of silencing them or shutting them up or shutting them down so that they can't do any more of whatever they're doing that you disagree with. That's cancel culture. The opposite of cancel culture or one of the inverse of cancel culture is accountability culture. Accountability culture is if I point out that you did something wrong, now I got to look at myself in the mirror and make sure I'm not making that same mistake because as the saying goes, he without sin shall cast the first stone. See, cancel culture is the opposite of that thought. Anything that you hold another person accountable for, now you got to point that same finger at yourself. This is why cancellation is easy, but accountability is difficult. Because if I'm going to hold you accountable for not being on time to the meeting, now I got to make sure I'm on time to the meeting. So I can't cuss you out for being late to the meeting if I was late too. But if I don't have to hold myself to a standard, I can just point out everything that you did wrong while at the same time remaining in the comfort of my own home, the comfort of my couch, the comfort of my own mindset where I'm not being held accountable at all, but I'm holding everybody else accountable. This is the reason why so many people, and I talked about this in my book, this book right here, Work On Your Game. I talked about this specifically in my book, is that people will go out on a limb and trash and attack and condemn a well-known individual for a mistake that that well-known individual made because it's easy to do it because that person is visible. They're out in the public. Everybody can see the mistakes that they made while the person who was doing all the attacking and condemning Nobody knows about your mistakes. Nobody knows about what you're doing behind closed doors in your home. Nobody knows about the demons in your closet because you're not famous. Now, if you were famous and all your demons were out in the world for everybody to see, you probably would stop attacking other people as much as you did. See, when you can hide behind the fact that you can hide behind the anonymity of being a, just another face in the crowd, it's easy to moralize against other people. And while I am not saying that you need to go out and become famous so you know what it feels like, what I'm telling you is anytime you're going to, even in your own mind, I don't care if you didn't even say it out loud, even if in your own mind you are condemning another person, especially a well-known individual because you can see all their flaws and all their mistakes and it's public news and you want to condemn them for something that they did wrong, before you do that, check yourself and ask yourself, wait a minute, if I had to hold myself to the same standard to which I am mentally holding this person, do I stand up? And if the answer is no, then just say nothing. Not even in your own mind, don't say anything. Anything you hold someone else accountable for, you got to point that same finger at you. If everyone operated by that standard, then the entire media scape would be a lot different than it is. Do you agree? Point number two. Today's topic, once again, is accountability is the double-edged sword. Number two, in episode 1385, I told you about earning your right to hold other people accountable. And yes, this is a right. You must earn your right to hold somebody accountable. You can't just walk up to someone and tell them that they're wrong for doing X, Y, Z when you yourself are guilty of doing X, Y, Z. Many people are really good at more of a pointing out someone else's wrongdoings and good at bloviating about how terrible another person is from the mistakes that they made while at the same time completely ignoring their own flaws. I hear people do this all the time. And usually it's the example that I gave an anonymous person who is not 
publicly known, but they are moralizing and talking about the mistakes of a person who is maybe famous or very publicly well known. Because it's easy to point out their stuff because we can see all their stuff. We can see all their shit, but we can't see any of yours. This is very easy to do. And a lot of what you see on social media and whenever you hear people being negative is some form of this. They're talking about the people who it's easy to see their mistakes while at the same time you can be quiet about your own. Accountability, on the other hand, requires that you check yourself for everything you want to check other people for. And this, again, this would be the great equalizer and the great silencer. And it would quiet a lot of banter that you hear online or even in everyday life. A lot of it would disappear immediately if everyone held themselves to this standard. But most people do not. Most people hold other people to a higher standard than to which they hold themselves. Most people will wag their finger and moralize and talk bad about someone for making a certain mistake when they themselves are guilty of that mistake. But since nobody knows about it, they can pretend as if they're higher than thou and they can judge other people for their mistakes. If everyone operated by a standard of accountability rather than moralizing and cancellation, then the world would be a lot quieter place. Everything that you check somebody else for, you got to check yourself first. And if you don't stand up to checking yourself, then you're not qualified to check anybody else. And a lot of people will talk a lot less. If every moralizer had to be held to this accountability standard, 90% of the negativity that you see in media, TV media, social media, whatever, print media, it would all disappear because most of the people throwing it out there would realize that they are unqualified to judge. But that's a utopian ideal society. Point number three. Today's topic, once again, is accountability is the double-edged sword. Number three, as the saying goes, as I said a moment ago, he without sin shall cast the first stone. So anyone who's listening to this, if you are the one without sin, if you're the one who has not made a mistake, if you're the one who doesn't have anything in your present or your past that could be held against you, that if the whole world knew about it, that they wouldn't trash you for. You have nothing that the whole world would trash you for. If they all knew about it, they wouldn't moralize against you. They wouldn't judge you for it. They would not wag their finger at you. If you have absolutely nothing, you have a perfectly clean, pristine background, then you are qualified to judge whoever you want to judge. But since nobody who is listening to this right now, including your host, including everybody that you know, who are not listening to the show, since none of us qualifies for that, nobody should be throwing stones about anybody else's mistakes. Now, let me be clear. This does not mean you can't talk about it. If someone does something that you think is wrong, all right, you can talk about it if you want to talk about it. If someone made a mistake, you can point it out. If you want to point it out, especially if it's your job, you're an owner of a business and your employee shows up late. You should let them know they showed up late. doesn't mean you can't point out their mistake. But at the same time, you need to be careful and you need to be measured in how much you judge other people's mistakes, lest you forget that you've made some yourself. That's the important point. So it's a, a little bit of... You got to be measured is the best word that's coming to me right now. You got to be measured in judging other people for the mistakes that they make, remembering that you've made some yourself. You probably made a lot. You're probably making some right now, maybe not actively in the moment, but there are probably some things you got going on right now that you probably would want to be in a better state than they are in right now. And if the whole world knew about it, you probably wouldn't be too proud of it. And so right now you can you know, act like it's not going on because nobody knows about it, but you know about it. So who are you to judge another person? So even when you are checking someone else for their behavior, holding them accountable, as maybe you have earned your right to do so, make sure you check yourself immediately before and or immediately after you point out somebody else's mistakes. Make sure you are holding yourself to the same standard to which you are holding others. And again, in my book, Working on Your Game, I talked about this not only in the positive, but in the negative. One of the things I said in my book is that people will get on the Internet and they'll get in a, a comment section or in a caption or in a, a tweet argument 
And they will defend Beyonce or Steph Curry more than they'll defend themselves. And they will attack some politician or some famous person or some whoever for a mistake that they made while completely ignoring you making a similar mistake in your own life. The only difference, again, is that nobody knows about your mistake. Five people know about your mistake while five million people know about the famous person's mistake. And you're jumping on the bandwagon, trashing them. This is the value of accountability and that everything you point out in someone else, you got to point out in yourself, which means everybody, if everyone operated by this standard, listen, we can still point out all the mistakes other people make. But at the same time, as soon as we point theirs out, we got to point out our own. Then that means everybody's level would rise. The entire C level would rise a lot if everyone operated by this standard. Now, again, this is a dream scenario utopian society thing. Everybody's stepping their game up at the same time and everybody improving. Who knows if this is going to happen? I'm not going to say it will never happen, but it'll be damn difficult to get everybody thinking on that level. It's not that people can't do it. It's just people don't think like this. Now, of course, all of this is contingent on everyone involved actually having standards in the first place to being open to accountability. Because if you have no standards, then there's nothing to be accountable for. And a lot of people just don't have standards. So it's not that they are not capable of improving, but they don't have anything to improve towards. They don't have a goal. They don't have a target. You can't score without a goal. I detailed in episode 1950 how some people are just resistant to accountability. One of the reasons being they have nothing to be accountable to. If you don't have goals, then there's nothing to be accountable to. So this idea of what I'm sharing here today, unfortunately, is it is only as strong as the associations that you have and those people's willingness to be accountable. So you and your circle can't hold each other accountable unless everybody in the group wants to be accountable, held accountable, i.e. everybody in the group has to have some goals and some standards to which they can be held. But if people don't have standards, then you can't hold them accountable. Well, you hold them accountable too. They don't have nowhere to be. So there's nothing to weigh their actions against. And this is the challenge with accountability resistance. Again, if you haven't listened to episode 1950, and I would suggest you go back and listen to us, you can understand where maybe your lack of accountability is holding you back from getting to where you want to go. It's not that you can't do the work. It's not that you're not smart or anything like that. It's just that you don't have a target. So of course, accountability is not going to work on you because again, we have nothing to weigh your actions against. Let's recap today's class, which is accountability being the double-edged sword. Number one, blaming, accusation, and demonizing. Any form of attacking is a single-edged sword. You can attack others while at the same time maintaining your own safety because you're holding the thing by a dull edge, dull handle. Accountability, on the other hand, is a double-edged sword because every time you use it on someone else, you also have to use it on yourself. Point number two, in episode 1385, I told you about earning your right to hold other people accountable and you must own this right. You must have the right before you can do it. Many people are really good at pointing out somebody else's wrongdoings while completely ignoring their own. But if everyone who did all that moralizing was to convert to accountability, most of the negativity you see in the world, at least verbally from other people, would completely disappear because everybody would have to hold themselves to the same standard they're holding everybody else. There'd be a lot less finger pointing and a lot less blaming going on and a lot more self-evaluation, which the whole world could benefit from. Point number three, as the saying goes, he without sin shall cast the first stone. So even when you're checking someone else for their behavior and call yourself holding them accountable, make sure you check yourself immediately before or immediately after you point out another person's mistakes. Because what you'll immediately realize is that maybe you shouldn't be talking about anybody else's mistakes. You should focus more on your own. I talked about this in episode 1950, how some people are accountability resistant because they're so focused on maybe looking at what everybody else is doing by completely ignoring themselves that they don't even realize that they're unqualified to hold anyone to any standard until or unless you start holding yourself to some standards. All that said, the two things for you to do now is number one, text me to get my daily motivation every day for free by going to your 
messages app in your phone and text me at 305-384-6894 at number two. Join my Bulletproof Mastermind. That's where you can work with me directly. It's the only place to work with me one-on-one or in a group directly. That's at workonyourgameuniversity.com where I do a live training every single week on a topic that is going to melt your personal and professional development because you cannot develop one without developing the other. Again, that's at workonyourgameuniversity.com. Work on your game. Dre all day. I have a text message line now where every single day from my number, I am sending out a text to everyone in my community with a daily motivation message to keep you sharp, focused, and on point to get started and be energized for your day. If you want to receive my daily motivation text, just send a quick text right now to say hello to this number, 305-384-6894. Again, 305-384-6894. Get my daily motivation text straight to your phone free of charge, 305-384-6894.